Welcome to Sophisticated Mom, and I'm your host, Dr. Sophia, the creator of the Christian lifestyle blog, SophisticatedMom.com. I will break down faith-based advice and make it applicable and relatable to help you on your journey on this thing we call life. You'll learn everything you need to know on how to become the master of your own destiny. Nowhere in the Christian handbook does it say that God wants you to be in eternal struggle. It is such a Christian myth that so many of us live by. This is why I'm going to share these Bible verses about blessings and prosperity and explain to you why it is God's intention for you to prosper just as your soul prospers, not to sit around and be broke and to wait until you get into heaven before you inherit the kingdom of God. Stop playing. That is not God's plan for any of us. But before we get into it, be sure to check out my video below on how God wants you to prosper. And don't forget to subscribe to my YouTube channel by clicking the link down below. Verse number one. Whoever can be trusted with very little can also be trusted with much, and whoever is dishonest with very little will also be dishonest with much. Luke 16.10 If you cannot be faithful to what you have, then God is not going to bless you with more. The whole point of this prosperity thing is that God does not want you to be someone that just spends all their money irresponsibly. Do you pay your bills on time? Your rent on time? Are you spending so much money on clothes that you don't have enough money to pay the things that you need to pay? Are you overdrafting your account each month? all of your credit cards maxed out and you and you refuse to pay them down. If this is you, then why on earth would God give you more of anything if you are not responsible for what you have? Take this story. Read the parables of the bags of gold in Matthew 25, 14-25. Basically what happened was that a man, the master, went on his journey and gave his servants three various bags of gold according to their own ability. When the master came back, the servant that was given five bags of gold earned five more. The servant with two bags made the master two more. And to the two servants, he replied. His master replied, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things and I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share in your master's happiness. Matthew 25, 23. The third servant was a sorry servant. He was the servant who received one bag of gold and he did nothing with it but bury it into the ground. And that the master responded. You wicked and lazy servant. You knew that I harvest where I did not sow seed and gather where I have not scattered seed. Well then, you should have put my money on deposit with bankers so that when I returned, I would have received it back with interest. Matthew twenty-five twenty-six through 27. If there is a moral to this story, you need to be like the two servants. Use what you have, use your money wisely and get rewarded for your hard work. Do not be like the third servant who do not have anything and therefore got nothing. And then what he did have was given to the other servants. Bible verse number two. Beloved, I pray that in every way you may prosper and be in good health as your soul prospers. 3 John 1 2. It says that you are to prosper in the same way that your soul prospers. Remember, the key to this is that your soul has to prosper. Do not think that God is going to continue to give you blessings and prosperity and you have an ugly heart. You are a mean spirited person. Your first obligation is to become one with God, get close to God, and prosper your soul so that God can prosper you. If you are wondering how exactly to do that, then I want you to take some advice from the following verse. Walk in obedience and keep his decrees and commands, his laws, and his regulations as written in the law of Moses. Do this so that you may prosper in all that you do and wherever you go. 1 Kings 2.3 Obedience and keeping the Lord's commands are God's blueprint on teaching your soul to prosper. And once your soul prospers, you prosper. Bible verse number 3 for the love of money is the root of all evil. Some people eager for money have wandered from the faith and pierced themselves with many griefs. 1 Timothy 6.10 Notice that this Bible verse says that the love of money is the root of all evil, not money itself. And I have a separate blog post on that and you can click the link down below to read. As explained in the above two verses, it's not sinful to be prosperous, but it is sinful to love money. 
It is a sin to love it so much that you're willing to do anything for it, such as lie, cheat, or steal. Because if you're risking robbing a bank to get money, that means you love money more than God. Because if you love God, you would not rob the bank. Number four, give and it will be given down to you. Pressed down, shaken together, and running over will be poured into your lap. For with this measure you use, it will be measured unto you. Luke 6, 38. This is actually one of my favorite Bible verses about blessings and prosperity because it shows that God is in the business of blessing you. This verse literally is like having a big cup and pouring blessings into it. Then when the container is full, he shakes the cup up to make more room, pushes the contents together to make even more room. Then he starts pouring in blessings again, so much so that it's running over. And then after this has already been pressed down and shaken together to an already full cup. That is how much God wants to bless you. Number five, take delight in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. If there is a desire in your heart to having a big home, to be able to provide for your family, to have a nice car, to have a good paying job, it is okay to desire these things as long as you don't covet them. And the way that you keep from coveting these things is to delight in the Lord first. That is the first step to getting the desires of your heart. God wants to bless you, but he wants to come first in your life. He does not want you to desire anything more than you desire him. And once you have mastered the art of putting God first and everything else is second, then God will give you the desires of your heart. Number six, the Lord was with Joseph so that he prospered and he lived in the house of the Egyptian master. When his master saw that the Lord was with him and that the Lord gave him success in everything he did, Joseph found favor in his eyes and he became an attendant. Potiphar put him in charge of his household and entrusted to his care everything he owned. Genesis 39, 2-4. It is so important to illustrate the actual story of Joseph because no one ever says that prospering is immediate and no one says that you will not go through some hardship before God prosper you. This is why I want you to click the link down in the bottom of the blog post so you can read more on how God prospered Joseph. You can read about the blessing of Joseph, but more than anything, you need to read the entire story of Joseph so that you can see the hardship that he went through before he got prosperity. And the reason why Joseph was placed in this position was that his brother sold him into slavery. Getting blessings and prosperity never doesn't mean that you're not going to have it all made in the shade. Know that all things work for good for those who love him and who have been called according to his purpose. Romans 8:28. Do not despise the struggle and because the struggle can lead to prosperity. Also be sure to check out my video below on Joseph and how to glory in your suffering. Number 7. From everyone who has been given much, much will be demanded, and from the one who has been entrusted with much, much more will be asked. Luke 12:48. God does want to bless you, but God is not about giving free rides. I mean, even Ruth was working in the field trying to gather food, and that is where Boaz recognized her. She was not sitting at home watching the paint dry and wishing and hoping and thinking and praying a man would walk through the door. You need to get up and get out and do something. Prayer can move mountains, but it's not going to get you what you want out of life if you are lazy and unwilling to do. But someone will say, you have faith and I have deeds. Show me your faith without deeds and I will show you my faith by my deeds. James 2, 14. When you pray, it does take faith, but never think that because you pray, you, you do not have to do anything. Faith and works goes hand in hand. Pray and then take actionable step that God is telling you to do. Do not just rely on prayer and wish upon a star thinking that prosperity is just going to land in your lap. God is going to require some action on your part. These are the seven Bible verses about blessings and prosperity that I have for you as well as what they mean for you. I hope more than anything that this is pure evidence that God's plan for your life does not include suffering, struggle, and robbing Peter to pay Paul. I heard the best Joel Osteen message about this same subject that you can listen down below. And one of my products that will help you get into the abundance mindset is my ultimate Christian manifestation guide with Bible verses and affirmations. Just scroll all the way down to the bottom and you can click the link down in the blog post in order to buy.